0: You are listening to the Indie Game Development Podcast Show, sponsored by CurioSoft Kids Games and the letter E. Visit the Indie Game Development Podcast site at www.indiegamepod.com. Thanks again for listening to the show. This interview is inspired by a quick meetup at the Game Developers Conference. I also wanted to thank the folks that have put up their info on the Game Dev Wiki. For those of you looking to promote your game blog or site, feel free to put your info on the wiki too. Now on to the interview. Welcome to the Indie Game Development Podcast show. With me today are some special guests. How about you introduce yourself?
1: Um, my name's Rich Grillati. I am a visual artist for our Pixel Jam games.
2: And uh, I'm Miles Tillman, uh, I do all the programming and a little bit of the uh, special effects.
0: How did you get into games?
2: Rich. Oh,
1: <laughs> well, I, I grew up and played them all my life since, like, the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, Nintendo, Sega, all oh, up till present, I guess. Everything. Yeah, <laughs> computers.
2: Um, mine was probably more from the home computing aspect, which was probably more from the consoles. I probably got my chops on a Commodore Sixty Four. I didn't probably get it, I know I got it on a Commodore, uh, started programming with that. Just got really interested in programming at that time, and then it just kept on from there with, uh, you know, I guess it started with TRS-80, then went to Commodore, and then uh, then, then on to Apples, and then Macs.
0: So, what were your favorite games back then?
2: Um,
1: for the Atari, I was a big fan of Combat and Adventure, um, first role-playing game Nick, with secrets that got me pretty excited about having secrets in video games and looking for them, and now of course putting them in games. <laughs> it's, it's kind of one of the most fun parts of making games. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Zelda has always was a pretty big big influence. Super Mario Brothers, and two, three, World, and on. Uh, GTA series I actually like quite a bit. Cause it's a free roam environment. It's just a good time. Um, and, uh, yeah, Miles?
2: Uh... <laughs> this is actually tougher than I thought it would be. Um, for some reason, something that really stands out would be a lot of Sega Genesis games that I played. Uh, one in particular, Gunstar Heroes, I think I was kind of obsessed with for a while. Uh, also for the Commodore, all the classic Commodore games, like, uh, Impossible Mission, and for some reason, all the Olympic games I was really into. <laughs> I, I don't know why, though. <laughs> um... Probably, I, I just got more excited about homebrew games uh, on the Commodore probably the most. And then I also have like kind of a and d bug in me that I like, need to get a fix for every now and then. So all the old Dungeons and Dragons games and the new ones as well uh, I've gotten into. But I can't play the, uh, the new ones like the Baldur's Gates because they suck too much time and energy. So i <laughs> have to watch other people play or play like the weird versions they made for the consoles which only take, like, 15 hours, I guess, as opposed to 300.
0: <laughs> How did you get into the indie game scene?
2: Um, well, I think it kind of sprung on us more than we I, don't think <clears throat> we... I don't think I was even aware of what was going on when we first started making uh, Gamma Bros. Um, it was more just like an experiment to see if we could actually make a Flash game. Uh, Rich had been doing pixel characters for a while, and I had... I just started programming an action script, and um, there's a bigger story behind that, but as far as we got into the scene, um, I'd say we really got into it when we went to uh, the Game Developers Conference in San Francisco, just kind of recently, and uh, then we realized there's so many other people doing these types of things as well, which was very exciting.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: <laughs> uh, what, what inspired you to do Gamma Brothers, and was that your first indie game?
1: Um, actually, that was not our first. We began with little experiments in Flash where Miles was moving a block around. Then I designed these pixelly characters, uh, a certain style, as minimal as possible. And as far as I, yeah, it's pretty much as far as (laughs) (laughs) is possible, (laughs) just for some of these Besides being straight up dots, I guess. I know. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing how they actually look fluid and move around sometimes, (laughs) with like six pixels total or eight. Anyway, um, shoot, what was the question? <laughs>
0: oh, the, the question was, was that your first game? And, um, or what was your first indie game?
1: Yeah, right. Um, so we moved on to the experiments, and we got into this one. It was more Robotron heavy dude going from room to room, though. Um,
2: heavy dude? No, it was Robotron <laughs>
1: 2084 heavy. Like-esque. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, the dude is pretty lightweight, oh, okay. medium build. Um, our main character, like a human male type pixel dude. Um, and he just went room to room. It was an adventure, kind of like adventure, kind of like Robotron, yep. mixed together. And, uh, we eventually made it like halfway through maybe, developing it, and you actually run right. around this game and shoot things and...
2: Maybe a quarter.
1: Alright, yeah. We didn't put like the life into it so much, except certain enemies. Um, anyway, this became too large for us to really possibly finish, realistically, in any good time frame that we could work with. and uh, so we wanted to switch gears to do something else, and the two characters we put in that game sprung out in our minds uh, as a really good choice for another game, like a little space shooter or something quick and fun and, and less uh, intense to deal with.
2: Although I think I- in the end it actually took us longer <laughs> to make Gamma Bros. <laughs> the original one, but, you know, right. but <laughs> that's how ha- it goes. But We have no idea how
1: to make the original right. one, because everything takes yeah. longer than we expect.
2: Of course, these two guys were the bosses in the first level of this game, so they were actually enemies mm-hmm. in the first game, but not exactly. And like, they weren't supposed to be evil or anything. They're really just doing their job, and their job involved getting rid of you. <laughs> and um, yeah. uh, so, but something like Rich said, something stood out about them. So we plucked him out and put him in spaceships, and uh, oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> their personalities remained intact and their names. Yeah. Uh, you know, they just well, actually the rose is based on them just taking going home from their office back to home their daily commute basically. <laughs> so it could be the same place.
2: Yeah.
0: And what <laughs> inspired you to do the game in Flash?
2: Uh, it probably was less inspiration and more necessity um, because ActionScript is the only language that I know how to program in. Um, I've been programming in it since ActionScript, I guess, was released. And so I always felt really comfortable in it. Uh, I was always using it for client work, you know, just regular day job stuff. And then um, eventually I started to see people making really cool games that could be played, uh, you know, by Mac or PC or Linux or anybody that could open a web browser. And that was exciting. And uh, after a while, I just figured, uh, you know, might as well give it a shot for ourselves and see what's up. And since we went to a game developers conference, it's been really encouraging like i really do think there's a, a huge future for just flash games um, i don't think people have really seen what it can do yet though I mean,
0: yeah well really untapped. we'll definitely get into that a little later yeah um walk at this point walk me through the game design process for making gamma bros
2: okay uh should i start with yeah, this rich yeah, go for it um, it usually, at the time Gamma Bros was made, Rich and I were roommates. We actually are roommates now, but um, just for a little bit until we move out west. Uh, but anyway, mm-hmm. um, uh, the process I would say generally goes, it usually starts with Rich. Um, he'll be doing his thing, you know, just making pixel characters, and then he'll show me what he's got, and then their personalities and behavior almost becomes apparent right from the get go for some reason. So there's really not a lot of work. There's not a lot of hard work trying to figure out what they're going to do in the game. It's almost as if every time Rich makes a character, we already know <laughs> what his role is going to be in the universe and exactly what he's going to do. Um, so then I will just start making a, a very simple flash routine to make him give them a little bit of personality and introduce them in the game. And then, you know, I'll show it to Rich, and then we just keep bouncing back and forth. Uh, and then we also also have uh, a guy, Mark Tornado, who does all the sound effects and music. You think of him as the, you know, the third member of Pixel Jam. Um, so after we've gotten a good amount of the graphics done and a bit of, uh, like a proto- a really good prototype going, we'll start to send him uh, what we have, and then he'll get inspired and start making uh, music and sound effects for it. Send those our way, and then actually a lot of times what he sends us will inspire us to make gameplay adjustments and even new characters and, you know, and it just keeps going around in a circle until we're all completely exhausted.
0: (laughs) (laughs) During this time, are you writing backstories? You mentioned that you're getting a feel for the personality of the characters based on the visual artwork. Is there any development in terms of story and how important is the music in terms of developing the personality and the vision for the game?
2: Um, I'd say the music has less to do with uh, personalities of individual characters and more just for the atmosphere of the game so
1: right or to raise energy or, or set a mood yeah, yeah
2: so just, guess, the atmosphere. so a lot of times um, maybe here's something Mark is working on and we realize well this isn't exactly what we expected for this section but we really like it so we'll either raise or lower you know the uh, I don't want to say the excitement level, um, maybe a better word, just like Rich said, the mood. You know, alter the mood of the uh, the area you're in to suit the music as opposed to um, going the other way, which doesn't always work from my experience. I find it's, for me, it's it's a lot easier for me to adjust the mood of, you know, the programming. That sounds weird, but I think it's possible. <laughs> um, to adjust the, the way the game is played, as opposed to keep on asking for the music to be changed. Uh, and often, wha- the things in the music will um, clue me, at least me personally, I don't want to speak for Rich, and maybe I did speak too soon before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mayb- maybe it's more for me personally, I get more influenced by the music and sound effects, as far as putting the game together and figuring out what goes where.
1: Um, I, th- I think for the music and sound effects, I. I, tend, I do see it the way you're saying it. Um, you get ideas for new Id- things to put in the game. Sorry, I'm trying to like, figure out how to say this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, um, I, I am inspired a bit by it, but uh, a lot of times I'm making stuff and I really want to hear this, so I'll do my best to describe what I'm looking for, and then usually Mark comes back with something pretty close yeah. to what I'm hoping for, for a section. and. Uh, if he doesn't, then I hear something like really high energy where I wanted something kind of mellow. Maybe I'll get an idea. Oh, we should put a section in the game that, you know, has r- that merits this level of excitement. Right. And uh, So that works. And you, you asked about backstory. Yeah, some of the characters definitely I have a backstory idea on. Or it just keeps growing and revealing itself. Some of our characters are recurring, and we've, we're kind of learning about them in a way. We're not even sometimes writing the character stories. They, we just learn about them as they evolve naturally. (laughs) It's amazing.
0: Are you folks doing user testing while developing these games, or is it mostly bouncing ideas off each other?
2: Um, The testing usually, well, we've only made one, you know, probably big game worthy of a large uh, user test. We've done a few smaller ones that we've kind of just tested in-house and released without testing. But um, for Gamma Bros, we did not start testing it until it was you know, maybe 98% done. Um, We showed it to friends uh, while it was getting made and maybe got a little feedback here and there, but for the most part, really nobody had played it all the way through until the very end. So I don't know if that was a mistake or not. That's just how we did it.
0: (laughs) A lot of Flash games are usually simple and very, like, you know, there's just one very simple mechanic and you know, they're posted on new grounds or something like that. What inspired you to do something bigger? And do you think that's a hindrance for the flash game market?
2: Uh, No. Uh, Well, to answer the first part, uh, I think what inspired us to do it was just, it was really important to us to make a game that we thought could stand on its own regardless of what you were playing it on. Like, we were very inspired to make, a game that might have, you know, it looked like maybe you could play it on one of the old consoles or, you know, something that takes, you know, 40, 45 minutes to beat if you're good at it and, uh, you know, takes you through all these different moods and and scenes and has bosses and, you know, it might not be as complete as like an old Sega Genesis shooter or something, but I think it's... uh, I don't know, it's just just the urge to do something above and beyond what, you know, most people are doing. But um, to, for the second part of the question, I really, really do think there is a, a huge market for this that a lot of people don't even know about yet. Um, and hopefully it can extend beyond just putting ads, you know, on your page and it before the game loads. I'm not terribly crazy about making money through advertising. We do it now just because that's the only type of income we can make off flash games. But uh, we've gotten some income from sponsor. Uh, I'm sorry, from uh, from contests. But it's really nothing to run a business off of. But we've been talking to people we've met at the GDC in San Francisco. Uh, people that are interested in funding or at least helping to make in one way or another. Flash games that really go way, way beyond anything that people have seen now. I think we met a lot of Flash developers out there that are really interested in making Flash games that are, you know, stay just as uh, thought out and have just as much time put into them as other games that you might, you know, probably a lot of digitally downloaded games, games you might pay fifteen or twenty dollars for. Although with a Flash game, I don't know if anybody's ready to pay twenty dollars for a Flash game. But um, even if they were willing to pay, you know, four or five dollars, I think, I think the if if it was proven that people would, you know, actually pay money, pay a small amount of money, less than going to a movie to play a really amazing Flash game over and over again. I think people would do it, but that's what we're going to find out in a year or so. <laughs> <laughs> after,
0: after you finished the game, did you try to sell the Flash version? Did you try to have a downloadable version? What were your thoughts at that point?
1: You go ahead. That's more you.
2: Uh, we had decided from the very beginning to give the whole thing away for free, um, mainly because we just really wanted as many people to play the entire game as possible. We realized that trying to start a business and giving away your first major product, <laughs> or giving it away for free, is not like an incredibly sound idea when it comes to making money. But well, it could it could work. Yeah, it yeah, could work. I like it. I mean, it's almost kind of like a, I don't know, same philosophy with selling drugs. I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> first <laughs> ones free, but so we're gonna make free ones in the future. Right. We always uh, we're always going to make. And I hope we can keep ourselves to this. I'd like to think that we're always going to make free games. Um, they'll probably be smaller, and then we'll probably—I mean, probably it's not probably—we actually mm-hmm. are making larger games now that hopefully we can charge for. But nothing—it's not the type of uh, payment system that's like even remotely close to uh, the current uh, like digital download model. Um, it's much cheaper. Mm-hmm. Have you?
0: Well, have you thought of just testing out the digital download model to see if it works and just to get some experience yes. that you can carry with you in your future releases?
2: Yes, definitely. Um, we're working on a few titles now where we actually are going to do a little experimenting with seeing if people are willing to, to actually pay for a digital download. Um, but that, that, that's all you know, stuff that remains to be seen. We're going to have to figure that one out.
0: When you finished the game, what inspired you to release to IGF?
1: Oh, it just seemed like a really good idea. And I, I, think, <laughs> I, I think Simon invited, like, he wanted us to, was it? Who, who was it that, like, so I thought somebody contacted us and said you somebody, guys should do this.
2: I think Rich was, Rich sent me the link. I had never even heard of it, because I, a lot of times, I found that I really have no idea what's going on, even in the scene that I'm heavily involved in. <laughs> <laughs> but, um somehow i just randomly heard about it i think rich sent me a link and we were like oh maybe this is a good idea and actually at the time gamma bros was just a, a free download we didn't even have an online uh, like swift play like an online browser playable version we made the we made the online version just to enter igf so we could enter the web browser game category and so uh, after that we submitted it to newgrounds and a bunch of other game sites and it Kind of blew up from there and kind of blew us away i think
0: (laughs) when you say blew up from there what do you mean were you getting tons of emails from fans or
2: yeah a lot of a lot of really heartfelt fan emails and even a few people sending us fan art which was (laughs) kind of amazing (laughs) a lot of really good reviews from sites that we respected uh some, you know, more quote-unquote legitimate game review sites um, had put it on there and said really good things about it. And then there's also the people that have horrible things to say about it, which I guess is just natural, you know. Yeah. Uh, especially for a game like that, I can really understand how it could polarize a player. It's, it's the type of thing where either it's, you know, it's super nostalgic, super fun, or it just makes no sense whatsoever. I think I, actu- I showed it to uh, my girlfriend's father, and the first thing he said was, where's the setting that lets you improve the graphics? <laughs> he thought he was playing it in uh, like super low-res mode, you know, like the JPEG yeah. preview. <laughs> he was like, why is that filter on it? <laughs> I, I didn't even know how to explain that that's what it was supposed to look like. <laughs> uh,
0: because of all the fan positive fan feedback, what were you thinking at that point?
1: Um, thinking I was, I was pretty happy with it. <laughs> encouraging.
0: Were you thinking of doing your next game? Were you waiting for the IGF results?
1: No, we we were just gonna keep on making games. We want to make games, so it, it's all kind of irrelevant in a way. But it's all it is encouraging, and it's it, you know as far as making a living at it, we have to make money. So it's it's really good to uh, have possibilities for income and lots of exposure and people that like us. So yeah,
2: great. the uh, the process of making new games has happened a lot slower than we hoped it would be, but. Also, we're trying to transition out of our day jobs into this, which is, of course, always takes a lot longer than we ever expected or hoped. So it's everything, you know, everything's still looking really good for us doing this full time. It's just, it just takes so damn long.
0: <laughs> now, you got selected as an IGF finalist. When, you, when it was announced, what were you thinking? And when you received the news and information?
1: I was really excited. I was happy. Yeah, I was ecstatic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was, that was great news. It really, the IGF was so crucial for us to go to. It, it very much introduced us and got us like, involved in the entire s- in the scene. You know, our peers and everyone doing interesting things and people that we could work with. Um, exposed us to it, so we could even perceive that it existed. And it was all around great. So I knew it was going to be a good thing for us.
0: Let's talk about the GDC then and your experience there. It sounds like you met a lot of people there and came to a lot of interesting realizations that you didn't necessarily see before. What were the top two or three realizations that you took away from the Game Developers Conference?
2: Um, for me personally, just from a programmer standpoint, I, I realize that there are lots of, well, maybe not lots, but more than I thought... Uh, a decent amount of just Flash programmers, who are extremely serious about making you know almost groundbreaking—not necessarily in terms of uh, graphics or you know technical achievement—but just far as gameplay playing conceptually goes, people who are really, really interested in using the, uh, the f- just the Flash medium to to make to make a living <coughs> off of making. I don't know if I properly explain that, but mm-hmm. I was just amazed to see that uh, there were so many people doing what we were doing, and they were just as excited as we were. And at this point, it doesn't feel like competition at all. Like, there is no competition. You, you can't have competition when, when the landscape is wide open, you know. <laughs> it's, uh, So everybody was just, we were all talking with each other and just getting really excited about where this could all go. That was probably my major revelation.
1: Yeah, I, I really liked the kind of cooperative spirit going on out there <laughs> everyone's pretty much friendly and wants to do great things and I'm, I'm always open to collaboration personally so uh, it was pretty exciting there wasn't too much like oh you know weird uh, energy going on as far as no yeah, yeah and all wanting.
2: the all the people that were in the igf had made such like almost radically different games mm. as well like the, the whole range of, of genres and you know graphic styles and just in anything you can think of like it was hard for me to think of anybody that had a game there that was like anybody else's game so it's not like anybody was really encroaching on someone else's territory you
0: know now let's get back into the marketing of your game now mm-hmm. you mentioned also that you posted it online and you got some great feedback there i also noticed that you have a MySpace page for it
3: oh yeah
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah. the question is: Is is there any reason why you haven't embedded your game into the actual MySpace page? Uh,
2: well, we have a we have another game we did called Rat Maze, which is a much smaller game uh, that was actually released before Gamma Bros. And we embedded that game into the Rat Maze MySpace page because it it uh, it shrinks well. It's a small file size. I think Gamma Bros. We were a little Oh, maybe not we. Maybe me. I yeah, was a me little, too. I was a little uh, reluctant to embed it into the MySpace page just because it's really hard to play at a tiny size, just because of the reflexes you need. Uh, right. and, uh, and
1: the pixel art just looks awful if it's shrunk down yeah. naturally, and the text you can't read. And
2: right. The text is unreadable if you shrink it too small. And also, it's five <laughs> megs, and we didn't really want to mm-hmm. impose a five meg download on anybody that went to the MySpace page. Right. I guess we could just give them a little thing that says "Click here to load the game. We can certainly improve yeah, the profile. to be perfectly honest, I barely even thought about it until you mentioned it <laughs> yeah. well,
0: yeah, what I was going to ask is you're mentioning that you're gonna <clears throat> transition from your full time day jobs into making games, and so you also mentioned that the flash market you know isn't necessarily proven in terms of the business models compared to the downloadable game market. Right, right. And so I was just wondering about ways that you're going to actually look into either marketing or promoting or gaining exposure for your games. And, you know, it could be, you do mention that advertising right now isn't necessarily the best way, but it could be the way that works in the future for Flash games. So
2: Yeah, I mean, the, anyone who, who's making Flash games right now makes money via advertising. Um, it's really hard for me to think of Anybody making Flash games that's making money any way outside of advertising. I think there actually are a lot of people even making a living just by having ads in their Flash games. But there's a certain level that I think we personally do not want to cross. That probably other developers don't have any problem, like you know, putting a like a half-naked woman bending over <laughs> right before you play the game, and like <laughs> taking up half the screen, and it's understood that that's going to make you a lot of money you know? <laughs> but uh, th- there's just like a certain threshold. Yeah, we have a threshold. We we really like, you know, we're trying to keep the site that the games are played on. Well, our own personal one, we're trying to keep it as clean and unobtrusive as possible, so we're only doing like Google AdSense, which of course, um, for the amount of people we get to our site, there's no way to make a living, but it's it's something extra. Like, we're just trying to generate as many small revenue streams now as possible, and... You know, if we can get, uh, you know, twenty different little streams, they, you know, maybe one day <laughs> they'll all add up into one larger hole that we can actually use to just make more games on.
1: Right. We do accept donations as well, but <laughs> 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 like <laughs> point zero 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 one three amount of people that play the game actually send any money. But some people actually sh- have sent. Uh, a surprising amount yeah and like 50 bucks i think uh, somebody actually wow. donated a hundred dollars which was
2: incredible like i was never expecting stuff like that, that was really nice it's Like
1: have, you know, we sent them a shirt or, or two, two yeah, or yeah.
0: Three. actually you know you bring up another good point how how are the shirts doing i noticed that that's also in your game have you looked into are you thinking of making revenue by having your game um be given away for free, but also charge for say potential shirts or mugs or something else like that.
1: I think once we have a much greater fan base, uh, that'll be more of an option. For right now, it's going kind of slow. Yeah, we've <laughs> probably,
2: I mean, it's been great. Like, we've probably given away as many shirts as we've sold. No, you don't think so? I think we sold quite a bit. Oh, okay. Well, maybe we've sold more than they give away. Well, that's good news. Then. <laughs> I was, I was I like six months while you were in France. all right right, right, right. Um. But uh, yeah, like Rich said, I think I'm, I'm thinking of like the Home Star Runner model where they actually made a living off of it for years just by selling merch. But they had to work absolutely nothing for three or four years in order to make Home Star Runners so popular that once they started selling merch, they could actually sustain their business on it. Um, we're at the point now, I think, where you know it's it's kind of a novelty for people to own the shirts there's only we only made a hundred of them I think yeah. and uh you know I mean they're steadily selling we We sell maybe like you know enough to I don't know <laughs> we don't sell that many yeah. okay
0: so you have you know all this popularity for your game and you're giving it away for free. Have you looked into developing a mailing list so that? As you do release your future projects, you'll be able to notify your hardcore fans.
2: Uh, yeah, we have something in place now, but it's it's nothing uh, too nothing too uh, fancy. It's really just we're keeping track of everyone through Gmail, which has actually worked out pretty well. Um, is
0: this embedded in the game or is this um, no, it's in your not, site?
2: No, it's not. Yeah, they have to. Uh, they just have to send us an email that says, "Put me on the mailing list." Uh, so that's about it's pretty low tech at this point um but now so we've got oh sorry go ahead
0: oh uh, is this um is there any reason why you haven't embedded it into the game since it's already being placed on all these different sites
2: uh well act- actually um at the time Gamma Bros. was made there was a lot of things i was just not thinking of the whole thing towards the end got a little rushed i think um, just to get it released since we had spent so much time on it, much more than we wanted to and
1: uh, and we were about to both like leave on, oh on yeah. vacations <laughs> and, and not be able to work on it and lose momentum on the project. Yeah. So it had to get finished.
2: I was about to leave the country, so uh, right. me too. for a long time, yeah, which was too. So <laughs> it's a really good point though. I think for future games, it would be a really good idea to implement a lot of these features like joining the mailing list and just getting even updates on the game you know, embedded, uh, you know, like, real-time into the game so that every time you play the game, you've got some sort of update that uh, is, like, instantly streamed into it where it says, oh, there's a new version of this, go download it, or click this button to instantly join our mailing list, stuff that Internet games lend themselves really well to as opposed to, you know, a game you would download and play locally.
0: Yeah. You you do have this retro style um Inherent in the game, and I'm wondering if you've tried to develop a community around your game because of that unique style that attracts certain types of people.
1: Uh, um, um, we didn't try to develop any communities, no, <laughs> but we're just kind of doing what we're doing, and people are coming to us at this point. But yeah, I guess it depends on how far you're willing to go to put time into to something like that.
2: Yeah, I think part of one of the things we'd really like to do in the future is um just building up n- just taking the existing fan base, expanding it and just like you said just building an, uh, a site not where it's just about playing games where it, you know people can talk to each other and enter contests and right. give like real feedback into games currently in development have much more of a say like heavy user interaction right. and uh, there actually are a lot of online communities for fans of pixel art, I found, like, while I was trying to market, while I was trying to find sites to send Gamma Bros to, uh, I found a lot of places, you know, that are just into just the act of creating, you know, uh, I wouldn't even call it retro, I mean, a lot of the stuff they're doing now is actually pretty modern, they're just still using pixels, they're still plotting them point by point, but they're, you know, with, the, with a mouse or a Wacom tablet or something, you know, there's, so... The things they're doing are pretty amazing. Uh, a lot of the things that I've found, that, uh, seen that they're doing are the types of things that, if they were going to get animated, it would probably take a team of 90 people working <laughs> for a year. It would be the most amazing looking game ever, but <laughs> um, you know the, the level that of detail that some of these uh, pixel artists are going to. But um, I would lo- personally, I'd love to, if we had the budget for it, I'd love to get a bunch of our favorite pixel artists together, mm-hmm. and have them all collaborate on possibly the most amazing <laughs> retro game <gift laughs> yeah. ever made. That would be sweet. Of course, you know, but everybody's got some, you know, major dream of theirs, and whether ours is going to get made or not, that remains to be seen. It's yeah. a long way off.
1: Start small, like, yes. collaborate with one person. Two yeah. yeah,
2: so we are starting small. It's just me and Rich and Mark and... You know, we'll slowly build it up from here. We definitely have lots of plans to expand, though,
1: and people we want to
3: work with already.
1: Yes,
2: yeah.
0: of course. You mentioned that the field and the area for flash games, you know, are it's pretty much wide open, and that there's a lot of opportunity there. Can you talk about some of the opportunity that you see for flash games and where you think it's going to be he- heading?
2: Uh, well, from from one angle of it, uh the possibility of multiplayer games is pretty it's pretty huge there's a lot of a lot of flash games just coming out now they're just like kind of basic multiplayer games you know where you maybe like race a dot around a maze or uh, <laughs> there's that one the general did stick arena which is actually really really popular and um, that's the X-Gen guys are actually really really cool we met them out at GDC and they're probably one of the I guess one of the premier flash game development studios out there they've, they've got like Six or six to eight guys in Canada, and it's their full-time job just to make flash games. Most of them are based on, not most of them, some of them are based on this uh, flash multiplayer technology they've developed. And so we're hoping to work with them in the future to make multiplayer games. Right. I really, really want our games to be multiplayer.
0: <laughs> when you say That's multiplayer, true. are you just talking about one or you know two to four players? Or are you talking about doing a full-fledged MMO?
1: Oh, two to four players to start. Maybe. Yeah. To Five, seven years of the MMO. <laughs> yeah, I
2: mean, yeah, there are actually are some flash-based MMOs out there now uh, that I keep seeing ads for over and over and yeah. over again. <laughs> I've never actually played them, but uh, some of them look pretty interesting. Um, I don't think that's really, personally, I don't know if that's the type of thing I want to end up programming, um, but I can see maybe eventually the company expanding to maybe hire people to do that. Um, I think in, for, the, for the next year or so, we'll probably be more interested in doing things that two to four people can play together. Just, you know, they can be anywhere. They sign into a server, you know, they wait for the game to start, and then they just start playing, have a good time, and leave. <laughs> <laughs> or play again. Or play again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: Uh, there's been talk that, you know, these Flash-based games and either multiplayer or even MMO games will be the next generation of MySpace. Mm-hmm. from your point of view do you see that happening or is that just hype based on your understanding of flash and where you think flash games of, can be
2: what do you mean by the next generation of myspace
0: so for example these could be these in-game worlds where there's you know this focus on community and this focus on people interacting with each other but within a world not necessarily in a web page itself
1: right. kind of like second life i guess in a way. yeah absolutely there's a lot of people putting their own stuff in there and yeah, that's making it their own profile, in a
2: way. <laughs> kind of amazing what's going on in there, actually. It's almost a little creepy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: and there's also Habo Hotel and some of these other MMOs where people just show up, you know, and they have their own little room that they decorate mm-hmm. and talk to other people online.
2: That sounds cool. Yeah, I can, I can definitely see that, uh, you know, as far as the flash end of things really starting to be... Uh, yeah, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, Flash, it just makes so much, for, from my point of view, it makes so much sense to be one of the major players in all of this because it's incredibly, it's easy to pick up and learn, more so than any of the, uh, you know, like C++ or Visual Basic or something like that. It's it's easy to learn. It's, uh, you know, you can play it on any browser. You can use it on any browser, I'm sorry. Yeah. And... Uh, it's It seems like a no-brainer to me, and I really think that uh, Adobe is has picked up on this and g- the new versions of flash that they just released and the ones that they are going to release in the next few years are really going to probably cater not necessarily more towards game makers, but they're definitely going to be making new versions with that in mind. I don't think they're well I don't think Macromedia was paying so much attention to it at the beginning, and now I think it's really obvious that. They need to uh, you know increase the performance to a level where these things can actually happen because right now it's still it's still kind of painful painfully slow <laughs> and i think that's one of the major obstacles but uh, i actually just got my new version of flash cs3 today I haven't <laughs> installed it yet so i'm pretty stoked about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's great
0: so you see flash being um, greatly enhanced over time mm-hmm. what or where do you see your studio going in terms of game development then? Um, what are your upcoming projects and what are your goals?
1: Well, probably for the next year or so, it'll just be two of us and, uh, and Mark Donardo helping with the music and sound effects um, for our next three games, I would say. At yeah, least. probably. So we've got one in the works where you're going to be a, an astronaut, get to jump around on the moon and drive a moon rover, kind of like a, a moonscape treasure hunt, uh, just to have a nice time in moon gravity. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> then the other one, uh, we're gonna quickly try to release Rat Maze Two. It's a honey maze, with all these little treats in it.
2: That one is actually pretty close to completion. Yeah,
1: maybe like two weeks. Oh uh,
2: great!
1: <laughs> let's give you a, say a month. <laughs> yeah, let's say a month. <laughs> yeah, <it's got laughs> another nice fun song in it by Mark. Um, and then uh, that's a quickie. And then the next serious game is one where you're a bumblebee, and you gotta basically support your hive and. Battle enemies and go search for things in ant hills and web spider web caves and, and go fly into the sky and uh, pretty much
2: suck nectar, suck nectar make pollinate flowers, yep. yeah,
1: support your hive.
2: You're basically a bee.
1: <laughs> and, and that one actually, I'm pretty excited about because we were trying to make the control scheme something you can use with a mouse. Uh, yeah. So you control the bee with the mouse and have it pretty intuitive, and then that would translate really well to the Wii. I can't wait to get on because they're supporting Flash no? Oh, That's yeah, yeah.
2: All so. oh, right, to be able to control the bee with the wand would be <laughs> amazing. <laughs> yeah, so and I'm, th- I'm s- excited. I think that a lot of people making Flash games now are going to be definitely developing with the Wii in mind just because the uh, uh I forget what it's called. There's something, there's something the Wii just came out with that lets you play Flash games. Oh, okay.
1: Right, and download them
2: and play. Yeah, and uh, you know, some people you can you can do it so you can play it with the uh you know, the regular D pad, but I think and I hope that there is a way you can make it so you can kind of replace the mouse with the wand. Right. I'm
1: sure there will be if there's not right now.
2: And that like with with Adobe making new versions of Flash and you know, Nintendo supporting Flash games, it just sounds like it's really, like, I'm very, very excited about what's going to happen. I realize I've been saying that over and over again, <laughs> not yeah. really giving, like, s- specific details about what I think it's going to be, but if I had to say what I think it's going to be, um, I think that, uh, you know, there's so many Flash Flash developers out there, and, you know, a lot of them are making pretty crappy games, but uh, <laughs> but <laughs> it's just, it's kind of like YouTube, you know, you go in there and you watch a bunch of crappy movies, and but the, the fact is that it's encouraging people to make their own movies. And I think if you get, you know, a lot of, like, you get another a movement where there's a lot of just, like, homebrew games, it's going to start fostering just kind of uh, an environment where you get some really, really interesting things popping out of it. And the fact that, you know, you don't have to be a computer whiz to make these games, and you, well, you do if you <laughs> want to program them really, really well, but... yeah. Conceptually, though, uh, you don't have to be. Like, if you if you're gonna make a game whose concept and gameplay could easily be, you know, above and beyond anything made before, that's really exciting. And I just think the way the way that Flash is going, it's you know, to me, it's it's uh, its power is expanding much faster than basic computer power. <coughs> you know, it's kind of like, hopefully, eventually, Flash will just be able to make games that. Uh, that can be, you know, just as played just as fast and smooth as, you know, modern Mac and PC games. I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but that's <laughs> like, a, you know, it's my hope <laughs> because I really don't want to learn how to program in anything else. Right, we so have to hire people. Once we
1: have a budget, we can hire people to right. do any of that if we need
2: to. We've been we've been uh, entertaining the idea of hiring people to help us make. Games and C for you know Mac and PC download and Xbox Live. Oh right, and RPG Xbox Live as well. And actually, well, oh sorry.
0: Um, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: At GDC, we actually talked to uh, some people who are definitely interested in you know getting indie developers to develop for Xbox Live. Not that they represented Xbox Live or any of the companies, but they uh you know the thought's been in Rich's head probably longer than mine and i think it's a really really good idea i'm just a little hesitant to get into it because i know it's it's a huge huge project to try and make a game for uh for live arcade and uh right now our resources are already kind of strained Right, and we've got to get our next games out <laughs> yeah We're excited
1: about those so when it.
0: when do you expect to have the b game done
1: no, oh. that be a while. We're hoping to have the Moon game by, say, like, July, August. It's probably okay.
2: closer to August. And then the B game, I've been developing an engine in Flash, basically a multi-purpose game engine. Been working on that for the past half year, probably. And it's really nearing completion now. So that's the engine that these next games are going to use. And the, uh, the, uh, the Moon game uses it. It's basically a physics engine, but it's also more like a It's beyond a physics engine. It's kind of like a way to just piece together games modularly so we can, you know, it's got a scrolling engine. And uh, uh, well, not that that's any like an amazing (laughs) (laughs) thing. It's got all of these little pieces that are really useful for making Flash games that I can uh, pull in and out as necessary. So now that that's done, my hope is that these games are going to take not as long to make as gamma bros did because gamma bros i had to learn how to make a flash game and now i know how to do it to learn how to just make a really great game right and And to answer your question though the b game i'm thinking if we're lucky maybe like first quarter 2008 yeah that sounds decent
3: (laughs) (laughs) you meant oh go ahead
2: oh
1: and we can't forget that right after that We believe Gamma Brothers 2 development. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which we're really excited about. And we've got plans for Gamma Brothers 3 and possibly even 4 in mind. Oh, great. (laughs) Which may be like a prequel. (laughs) But not like a bad
3: prequel.
0: Yeah, we're real excited about those. That additional development, you mentioned possibly hiring a C programmer. Uh, My understanding of Flash was that you could actually convert these Flash games into executables or Mac downloadable versions.
2: You can save out from Flash as an executable very easily, but it it plays like a Flash game. Maybe about 30% faster, um, but it still plays, it's still just a Flash game. And that's how we made Gamma Bros. Uh, Originally, we made an executable that you can play on PC or Mac. And uh, it always runs better than it runs in a browser. But um, I think there actually are ways to. Convert flash files into like real, real code so that it plays you know five thousand percent faster, like as fast oh, okay. as that game. And uh, those are the options we're really curious about. That would be great because uh, there's a lot of things we want to do that are just prohibited by processor speed now. Because we kind of, the way we're approaching it, we have to design the games, like you know maybe Super Nintendo or Sega Genesis is about as, is, is about as like Complex as they can get. Yeah.
0: And do you then see that you're going to possibly hire more artists or other types of game developers then?
2: Um, If we did hire anyone, we'd probably start hiring developers first. Uh, That's just my idea. I think I'd I'd like to keep Rich as the main. Artistic, uh, visionary, as long as possible, as long as he can hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a tremendous amount of work, and I do want a life of
1: my own as well. So I eventually would very much like to have assistance, but I'd like to be able to direct, you know, things pretty well. Have are these but are I'm these upcoming? Oh, okay. Sorry. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> oh no. Um. Are these upcam upcoming games going to be ad supported? Are you going to try the downloadable? Mar- the model, or the five dollars per game model that you mentioned earlier. Uh,
2: we're gonna try all of them actually. We're we're gonna get a sponsorship for a few of them, and then uh, we're gonna try uh, ads, you know, on the on the site that you play them in, and also mochi ads, which are basically in the actually embedded in the game before you play it while it loads. So you've probably seen those before. Yeah. Like Ad that plays while the preloader is going. Um, and then uh, we also probably more so a B game we're gonna try doing something where it's like pay per play not pay per play you would pay, pay once and then play it as much as you want or download it
1: right probably no more than like two to five dollars yeah we haven't okay.
2: figured out the exact amount yet, but it would definitely be less than pretty much anything else you can buy in America <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> latte or
0: something. Uh, what are the goals of your studio then?
3: Oh,
1: jeez. <laughs> to, to support us, make, allow us to make really awesome games, and like, have a happy life. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah. Uh, well, for me personally, I would like, I really think that Gamma Bros is just kind of the tip of the iceberg here. Yeah, I think Richard would probably agree with that. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, we really, really like to make games that you know, could stand on their own as a work of art, I think. And I know that's a really, like, kind of lofty thing to say, especially for a video game studio. And I don't really, like, personally think that there's any, like, maybe parts of Gamma Bros and other Flash games and, you know, other video games I've played, I think have been in one way or another works of art. But I think that eventually... To me, video games in general are just, you know, it's just, we're just in the baby phase, you know. It's just, video games is just kind of a a medium that's just been born, you know, in the scope of, you know, expression, I suppose. And unfortunately, I think most of them are just, you know, blow things up. Mm. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Shoot somebody. Yeah, shoot somebody, blow things up. And I really like doing that i'm, yeah, not, yeah. Gonna, I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna pretend like uh, I'm above that, which I am not um right. but I think eventually, as far as just what we'd like to do with games uh you know create games that have incredible moving soundtracks that are you know just as good, if not better than you know music you could you know you would find in a music store or you know. Or just buy for your own personal enjoyment. Have graphics that are still in this, as far as pixel jam games go, as far as the retro style goes, still based on pixels, but uh, you know, beautifully, you know, lovingly, obsessively hand <laughs> <laughs> hand drawn. You know, incredible backdrops that obviously have taken outrageous amounts of time. Right, right. <laughs> you know, just high quality stuff. And, and then some just epic gameplay that just. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well it still sounds like a game to me It's just a really well done game yeah, As really far well as like art and games I, I kind of know what you're saying because I want to <laughs> do the same thing <laughs> But I don't, you know We'll, we'll have to fu- figure out how it's going to work out Right. But the, the early stages of Pixel Jam For me was like uh, many years ago Again it's like an anima- Like a, a pixel art animated Pixel animation oh yeah. site It did start uh, as art Yeah, well, It started out <laughs> as art and then it became like characters And, and moving things around but so I'd like to integrate some of that back into the games for sure. As effects and, and other like just just sat satisfying moments for people, just some really beautiful look at for a moment.
2: Yeah, so to, to add what Rich said, it started as like a purely artistic endeavor. And uh I think we'd like to start steering it not not exclusively, uh, but for some things I think we'd like to steer particular games back more into that where it's It's more of like a a visceral emotional experience, um, you know, with with the full package with music and graphics and gameplay. Right. I think we'd
1: definitely like to explore and grow what a game can
2: be. Definitely. Yeah. So, so
0: that means experimenting with new types of gameplay or interaction models and stuff yes, like that.
2: Definitely. Absolutely. I'm, and I'm... Even removing the
1: word game from from the experience. Right. Exactly.
0: Great. I'm
2: I'm actually pretty interested in uh, making you know interactive art toys, I guess. And yeah. I know Rich is interested. We, we've talked about this before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like an online experience, like a a visual experience or a music experience. Um, I mean, it could it could be considered a game depending on your definition, of right, the word. but um, I'm definitely interested in in. Uh, well, I think I just said it.
1: <laughs> yeah, people can consider their art games whatever they want. To.
0: <laughs> okay, so when you say art toys, you're talking more about expression rather than empowering the players to create stuff.
1: I like that too. <laughs> uh,
2: I think probably both actually. Um, you know, something, you you could feel it was a game, but you if you wanted to, you would have the option to use the gameplay mechanic for pure expression, or if you wanted to, you could use it to actually play the game and have a little adventure. Something a bit more open-ended like that. Right.
0: Okay. And what advice, then, would you have for indie game developers or potential indie game developers out there?
2: Uh, I would say... Don't think you're gonna make a living off of it anytime soon. <laughs> but keep, keep, keep on it, and even if it never seems like you're gonna make a living off of it, keep doing it. Right, <laughs> and I, I think I have some practical advice: is, is
1: keep your first project really simple, <laughs> <laughs> really, really simple. <laughs> yeah, don't don't start out with a even like a role-playing game for <laughs> one person. Just, just make someone jump around and knock something, or I <laughs> don't you know, collect some dots on the screen. Seriously. Yeah. Just to start. Start in steps and phases and grow as you feel. You can possibly do it realistically.
2: Be very realistic. Yeah. And it'll
1: take a lot longer (laughs) than you expect anyone out there. Always.
2: Give yourself like three or four times as much time as you think it's going to take to make it. Because it always is. Unless you're a genius, I guess. Right. And there will be
1: things you want in the game you have to leave out. And that's what sequels are for. (laughs) That's my. That's, that's what keeps me keeps me happy when I want to put something in a game so bad and it just isn't possible. I'm like, well, the sequel. Okay, cool.
0: <laughs> Any other last words for indie game developers out there?
2: Mm, nope. Good luck. <laughs>
1: I'm Looking forward to some good games. So yeah. Put some time and effort into them, please.
2: I really want to see uh, what the, like the new the next generation of flash games are going to look like because I really I don't I don't consider us like. By any means, like, the like the lone pioneer doing this. Oh, no. uh, there's tons of other companies out there that are going to make really amazing Flash games, and I'm really excited to see them. Yeah.
0: Great. We're talking with the developers of Gamma Bros. Thanks again for your time.
2: Thank All you right. very much. Thanks. Take care. Thank Bye. You. Bye-bye.